Anna, remember that time an asylum helped to establish the state of West Virginia? historical podcast. I'm your host, Anna Webb. And I'm your host, Amanda Webb. And this is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out in all their favorite moments in history. It's spooky month. It's spooky season. And we are in the same room. We've got a cozy recording going on we today. Do. We've got a candle warming. Can't smell it yet, but it's <laughs> it. straight vibing. We're sitting on comfy chairs and couches mm-hmm. and i feel blankets. like our um drink update is appropriate but let's do it Go ahead. now um we should i just do it for both of us yeah we are drinking hot cider yes oh we love <laughs> the foley mm. and in case you're concerned Delish. i do have water on yes deck. water on deck just uh for the sake of the recording and also, my voice keeps going out, so I just... What else is new, Amanda? Talk to children all the time. <laughs> Plus, we were outside today we in were. all the fall allergens. Yeah. So... And it was so chilly. Yeah. It's cold. It was beautiful, though. Yeah. You got to see the leaves in good old West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Speaking of West Virginia, we have a little theme for yeah. this spooky month. Um... Oh, let me find the person. Yeah. You can cut out my the, searching if you want. The general theme is... Uh, for Spooky Month is Spooky Appalachia. Um, I think both of ours are focused on West Virginia specifically. Um, I think that we could easily reuse this theme at some point and also do, like, Absolutely, cryptids. Absolutely, yeah. But we're both spo- focusing a little more on, like, spooky ghosty this month. Um, yes, this was suggested to us by, I think you pronounce it Maisha. Okay. Um, I'm sorry if I say that wrong, um, on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, they suggested that we do some Appalachian uh history yeah um which was a really good idea so it's gonna be an appalachia spooky month yes indeed i'm excited about it we are this time recording together in my home which we do not do often yeah um when we record together which means we have a live studio audience both of sawyer (laughs) and also of delilah Delilah is often in the live studio audience for me because she yeah. will come bursting into the room that she I record in, into the room a lot. and she demands to be at the window where the desk is at all times. Um, yeah, so. my view of you is usually that I can just see the door creaking open behind you, but I can't actually see Deli entering the room. Yeah, though I know that that's what it is, except for that one time that it was, it was your then. friend, yeah. <laughs> and she was haunting us, um. and she crawled into the room. But. So she was so yeah. Yeah, so Delilah is here and hopefully won't freak out. We'll see. Because she's looking out the window, so she's vibing. We'll see. All right. We should have played the lights in. The little, the little lights. We can do it now. I don't want to cut that out of the recording. <laughs> we can do it when we're done. Just Indeed. know it will be cozier when we're done. Indeed. Okay. We'll plug in the lights when we record next time at my place. Yeah. Okay. All right, so for our first Appalachian spooky episode... We are going to be talking about the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Yes. Um, we, this is a really fun one for us because we've been there many times. Yeah. Um, it's super close to where I live. Yeah. Um, so we go often, especially during spooky month. Um, it is a frequent visit. But anytime. Yeah. (laughs) We'll go anytime. Um, little content warning. We're talking about an asylum, which means we're going to talk a lot about mental illness. Um, and some poor treatment. Um, and it also yeah. means that we are going to be talking about 
um, some hauntings, so mentions of death. I'm tr- I am not going to get gory, um, but there will be some conversation about it. Yeah, and also probably some outdated terms. Like, obviously, you just heard her say lunatic asylum, yes. which is not a word we use anymore, but it is the name of the place. Yes, exactly. Um, and there will probably be more of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I took a lot of quotes directly from their website. Yeah. Um, and also from a few other, like, West Virginia history kind of websites that has some outdated language but because it was being pulled for directly from old sources right it's um, the context of exactly. this is what the old sources said mm-hmm. right it's history baby yeah and sometimes it's not pretty yeah most of the time <laughs> well to start with it being you know truly way back when the <laughs> trans allegheny lunatic asylum is authorized by the virginia general assembly mm-hmm. in the late 1850s right. so it is not authorized by the state of west virginia because west virginia was not a state yet right when this building began right being built um and not, you know, there's plenty in West Virginia that used to be a part of Virginia, you know, before we were established as a state, but anymore, not a lot. Like, most of our stuff is post-West Virginia, um, unless, you're, yeah. unless you're going back to, like, native stuff. We, most well, of our, like, right. some of our buildings are pre-West Virginia, but... Harper's Ferry. Harper's Ferry, yeah. But a lot of our stuff was established after we became a state. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so the architect Richard Snowden designs the building after something called the Kirkbed plan. Yeah. Um, or sorry, Kirkbride plan. I wrote that wrong. Um, and this is very famous. There yeah. are like 73 buildings, I think, in the United States, or at least in North America, that are um, based off of the Kirkbride plan. So this comes from a guy named Thomas Story Kirkbride, and he bases his building design on this theory of, quote, moral treatment. Yeah. Is what he calls it. I remember them telling us this on one of the tours that we Probably went on. the history yeah, tour. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, so, the, part of the theory is that a lot of mentally ill people before the foundation of asylums, especially in the United States, were kept in jails yeah. and almshouses, um, and they were treated really poorly. Right. And so, part of the idea of this moral treatment is that you move them out of crowded city jails into rural areas. Yeah. So that's kind of part one. It's part of that, like, get some fresh air to feel better kind of vibe. Exactly. Um, Also part of that, though, is that getting them to rural areas means removing them from um, connections, which is not great. But for some people was needed, so it's, like, kind of an in-between, Yeah, like, their families would often be far away from them. Yes. Yeah. Um, The building is shaped kind of like... They describe it as a shallow V. It looks yeah. almost like a, it's like a bunch of branches. So there's like the main building and then it branches out and then it branches out again and it branches out again. Yeah. Into it, a very, very low kind of UV shape. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. I would look up a picture of the <laughs> yeah. floor plan. Because, well, yeah. of the building generally, it's beautiful. But of the floor plan, it's really interesting. It's an interesting design. Yeah. Um, the point of it, though, was that they would have very, very long wings and hallways, yeah. tall ceilings, big windows, because sunlight and air right. were believed to be curative yeah. at the time. Um, I mean, it and doesn't they are in hurt. many ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, not, if not curative, at least therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were big spacious rooms for each patient. Um, yeah, the rooms are big. Yes, they are. Um, the, Kirkbride calls it, quote, a special apparatus for lunacy. 
this idea of this cool. plan. Um, because <laughs> at the time there was this idea that um, there were not a lot of practices for actually helping mentally ill people. Right. So they believed b- the building itself could help to be the cure. Sure. Um, because start somewhere, everything guess. they had before that was these crowded rooms and it wasn't working, right? Well, yeah. yeah. It definitely... I'm not saying he was wrong. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just don't like the categorization. Yes. But, I mean, I don't think that that's incorrect oh. obviously giving people more space is better can only help yes but um and it's i think it's also important to note he takes a lot of his ideas off of dorothea Dix, right um and a lot of the practices come directly from her work yeah um, we talked about in our bedlam episode yes because she was very popular and important to the building of that place as well right. um i would love to do an episode on her sometime she is fascinating on the list. we love dorothea Dix. <laughs> um the buildings are meant to be entirely self-sufficient. They, you know, have a lot of outdoor space. Um, we'll talk more later about a lot of the stuff that they have on the grounds that help them yeah. be self-sufficient. So that is the concept behind the building. Right. Kirkbride at the time was, I think, the superintendent of the Pennsylvania State that Asylum. Right to me. Um, and so Richard Snowden worked closely, closely with him um, to build that space. So work on the building begins in 1858 in Weston, at the time, Virginia. Right. Now West Virginia. Um, it's mostly built on prison labor and by enslaved people. Yeah. Such as the time. Eventually, like later on, they bring in some like skilled stonemasons from like Germany yeah. and Ireland. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. But like eventually there are other yeah. skilled laborers who are brought in. Work on the building briefly ceases um during the civil war sure so in june of 1861 the 7th ohio volunteer infantry marches on weston um this is in the middle of the conflict between virginia and west virginia it's really early yeah west virginia well western virginia at the time is Uh, trying to secede because virginia has just seceded from the union right and so the western part of virginia wants to stay in the union yeah so they, this infantry comes and they march on the bank in Weston yeah. and they seize about $30,000 that are being held at the Weston Exchange branch of Virginia. And the reason that that money was there was because it was being used to pay for the building of the asylum. Right. So they knew that if they came here, they were going to find a large amount of money because it was in the bank to pay for the building. The building, yeah. I remember um, learning about this in the big room in the asylum. Yeah. And I didn't know any of this. Yes, and it I was didn't just either. that guy who was leading the tour was just boom, 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 facts on facts yeah. on facts. I like that <laughs> and guy. I was He's like, really good. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Um, that money then gets sent to Wheeling, and the money helps to establish the state of West Virginia in 1863. Yeah. So they were working on the secession. They needed money to be able to do all of that. And that money directly helped to found the state of West Virginia. Right. In the State Museum in Charleston, there is a section of the Wheeling Convention Room that talks about how that money From helped Weston. to create yeah. the state. Yeah. yeah. Um, also during this time, that partially built building, um, becomes Camp Tyler because that was the name of the general. Um, and so it made Weston a very important military post. Uh, the southern wing of the asylum was completed and it was the barracks. And then the main foundation hadn't been built up yet. So it was a stable. Right. Okay. Um, West Virginia is admitted to the union in 1863. 
shortly after the building is then renamed the West Virginia Hospital for the Insane. Great. Right. But, like, just shortly after (laughs) that time. Yeah. Very shortly after that, the construction continues. Right. Um, Yeah. And it also helped to keep what the town of Weston out of the like post-war slump. Yeah. Cause it provided jobs. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you guys, <laughs> if you knew Weston, like this is what is there yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. You drive into this little West Virginia town and there is this it's like big a, building it's right like in castle. the middle of it. It's, it's huge. huge. Yeah. And it's like the only massive building yeah. that is there or even anywhere in this area. Their courthouse is about the same height. Height, yes. Um, size, but no. size, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it really was like economically the biggest thing in this there. town. Yeah. Right. Provided a lot of jobs. Right. Yeah. Uh, the first patients are admitted in October of 1864. But construction continues until 1881, so the building right. isn't considered, like, finished for a while. Uh, it's originally designed to hold 250 people, because it's got those big, big rooms. Sure, yeah. We'll get into it later, yeah. how that never really <laughs> happened. Um, the central clock tower isn't completed until 1871. Oh, the clock tower is cool. Yeah, it's Do you beautiful. remember we got to go, there's, like, a little balcony out yes. there, and we got to go out on that during one of our tours. That was the history tour as well. Yes. And that was very cool yeah, to me. be right up close to it. Yeah. Um, eventually, in 1873, they create separate rooms for black people. Um, those, you know, those aren't used forever, but. Which is, like, you know, guys, you didn't have to designate, you already had the Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's intended to be completely self-sufficient. They had a farm. Um, right. There were was a dairy like operation. There was waterworks. An ice farm was there. There's ice a, farm. Yeah. There was a cemetery. Like it was meant to be entirely self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, and it eventually reaches six hundred and sixty-six acres in area. Yeah. It's which big. It is wild that that's where it lands. Yeah. That, like, fact is, yeah. like, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I I think about that all the Spooky. time. I think about that all the time. Spooky. Uh, the total cost was about $725,000, which was more than... In that th- money? Yep. Wow. Which is more than $300,000 over budget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they stole that $30,000 originally, that was approximately half a million today. Right. So, just yeah. to compare. When you see this building, you Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, when construction completes in 1881, at that point, there were more than 700 patients being housed there. So, already they were... Way over what they Yeah, thought. filling it. Yeah. But it's still, like, with multiple patients to a room, 700 is not in there, that bad. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's such a big building. But, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing in places like that, as soon as a new one opens, they're like, send everybody there. Yeah. Right? So, they pack them in, yeah. really, a lot. Also, you know, by... 1881 when it's completed the building was 1295 feet long and <laughs> contained two and a half miles of hallway yeah and the walls are like two and a half feet thick yeah they're thick huge yeah because they weren't building it to shove people into it they were building it to be comfortable right um huh what a concept yeah well, and also it does not end up being yeah no yeah <laughs> um so this this is what i find really really interesting 
It is the largest hand-cut stone masonry building in North America. I knew that, yeah. And it is believed to be the second largest in the world after the Kremlin. Yeah. I know. Isn't that wild? We say believed that because, you know, there there has been no official measurement of that. Right. Um, But it is largely believed to be the second largest in the world after the Kremlin. Wild. Which is wild. Yeah. Okay. So, I have... A list. Okay. Oh, the list. Oh, it's the list. Got it's it. the list. So now right. we're talking about, you know, they're officially opened. People are living there. There is a list. It is very possible, listener, that you have seen this list. You because, can get it as a poster at their gift shop. Yeah, and it <laughs> made the rounds. It was yeah. really famous. Um, it has been in textbooks. And it is called Reasons for Admission from 1864 to 1889. So from its opening until 1889. Yeah. Um. And this is a list taken directly from their logbooks. Yeah. So they've just pulled several of the kind of most ridiculous ones from their logbooks. I am not going to read all of these. Mm. However. There are some favorites. There are some really good ones. Like, I'm, let me just skin here. There are some hits, for sure. Impertinence and business trouble. <laughs> Kicked in the head by a horse. <laughs> I love that one. That one's my favorite, I think. Imaginary female trouble. <laughs> what could that possibly Imaginary. Mean? It's made up. Mm-hmm. It's pretend. Hysteria, a classic. Yeah, of course. That not that the same thing in their minds, though? Yes. Okay. Yes. Immoral life. <laughs> Jealousy and religion. Both? Okay. I Yeah, I love that those are together. Yeah. <laughs> um, marriage of son. <laughs> yeah, because they thought women, when their sons got married, that would make them mm-hmm. crazy. Menstrual deranged. What could that uh, one mean? Uh, come on, we know what that means. Novel reading, a classic. Novel reading, yeah, that's a good one. Overaction of the mind, overstudy of religion, but also on here somewhere is something about not being religious. Not enough. being religious, yeah. I don't remember what I'll it find says. it when we get there. Um, parents were cousins. <laughs> Political excitement. <laughs> Hold on, can we back up to the parents were cousins? I don't want anybody. To say anything about it being because it's West Virginia, okay? Because we have talked so much about so many British people. Yeah. Who were cousins who got married. So you all can shut up about it. Thank you. Yes. Bad company. Just straight up. Nah, I don't like, like her very much. I just don't like her very much. <laughs> uh, decoyed into the army is a good one. Wow. That seems kind of fair. Yeah. Let's see. A lot of these are, like, domestic trouble. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Fighting fire. What? Fighting fire. Okay. One just says, the war. Oh, yeah. Another, the time of life. The time of life. (laughs) Women trouble. Yeah, yeah. Superstition. Snuff eating for two years. (gasps) What? Two years. One year, you're probably fine. But after two, look out. These three in a row, there's something about it. Greediness. Grief. Gunshot wound. (laughs) The three G's. Salvation Army. What could that mean? (laughs) Fell from horse in war. (laughs) If you fell from your horse, not in the war, though. You're good. Female disease. So true. Okay. Um, so that's just a few of the greatest hits. Yeah, again, you can get that as a poster. Yep. 
And it's very If you look up reasons for admission, Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, you'll find it. They have it, like, hanging on the door of their gift shop, so you can stand there and read it when you come in. Yeah, it's classic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, so let's just get back into a little bit of the history of the building. Wait, sorry. Also in their gift shop, the most iconic photograph of the Ghost Adventures crew from when they came (sighs) to investigate... And Zach Baggins is just looking a fool. Yes, we have an excellent picture of me I'll standing next to that picture where I'm just standing exactly like he's standing. I'll see if I can find it. We're just posing the no exact promises, same way. No promises, but if I find it, it'll be posted. It's a classic. Um, all right, so, you know, I mostly put that one there because at this point, people are in the building. Yeah. There were some of the reasons why. So many. Um, a women's auxiliary is built in 1890, um, and that building was recently reopened question mark yeah, or if not they right. are actively working on it right that now that sounds right because we haven't toured the it's been a little while. or is that the building that they use for the haunted house no i think they use the morgue building for the haunted house no the morgue building's in the back we went on it for that oh, yeah really whatever that one on the tour. side is that's yeah that's use. i think that's the okay women's right. auxiliary sorry guys yeah <laughs> a little bit of a tangent there yeah um, two years later, there the twenty-acre front lawn is enclosed with a Victorian wrought iron fence. Oh, sure. Yeah. That fence is still there. A gas well is drilled on the hospital grounds in 1902, further making it like very self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, it's renamed the Weston State Hospital in 1913. Right? Why? I don't know, I don't but know. it is. Um. All right. So this is we'll get a little ahead of ourselves here, but. So we said it was originally de- designed for 250 patients. Yeah. By the time it's done being built, it has, what What did it's I like say, 770 something. something like um, by 1938, it has 1,661 patients, 1,800 in 1949, and at its peak, 2,600 wow. patients in the 1950s. Now it's a big building, but 2,600 yes. patients is a lot. More than a hundred times yeah, the intended that's a lot to fit in there. Um, capacity, yeah. it became a problem. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk more about that in just and a second. And also, because it was like the most self sufficient one that you could be in, mm-hmm. it became, I think, people wanted to go there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then it starts to be an issue. Yeah. Um, a TB building is built in 1930. Yes, of course. Important to note, tuberculosis was running rampant. Um, and frankly, still, still is. is. Just ask John Green. Yeah. Or our friend who did, in fact, have tuberculosis. Right. Yikes. Not that long ago. Um, they're okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> did not they're get fu- sick. okay. Did not get sick. Just right. is, lives in their body forever. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a report in 1938 that says that the hospital houses, quote, epileptics, alcoholics, drug addicts, and the non-educable mental defects, is what it says okay. among its populations. Um, but just to, like, to say, there was a wide range of people who were yeah. there. Um, it was, like, often it was criminals who could not be in jails or yeah. who were in need of other care, so they would go to a hospital rather than a jail. Well, yeah, I um, mean, that still happens. Yep. If you are found not guilty by mm-hmm. reason of, they call it by reason of mental disease or defect most yes. of the time now. Um, that it's the same kind of situation. Mm-hmm. You'd be sent to. Yeah. So, you know, initially, although now it would be like a proper, like n- hospital. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Originally it was like people who were recovering or who had yeah. these, um, 
Or sometimes you're just a woman. Yes, yeah. Um, and they were just sort of meant to live comfortably there. Right. Over time, it does start to function a little bit more like a hospital and then eventually a little yeah. bit more like a prison as a well. A little bit, yeah. Um, so, like, there is a wing of the building that eventually became for the criminally insane, yeah. quote unquote. Um, I don't like Oh, it's bad. We can the talk energy about in there later. is bad. We can talk about um, that later. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it, there are there were so many uses of this building. Yeah. Um, now, in 1949, there are a series of reports by the Charleston Gazette mm. of, the, of investigative reports. Right. And they come in, and they find poor sanitation, insufficient furniture, lighting, and heating in much of the building. Um, in 1935, there had been a fire set to the entire right. fourth floor by a patient. Right. Um, and it was rebuilt by a Works Progress Administration fund. Which right. was a good old, that was a, um, New Deal, yeah. um, program, uh, to, that rebuilt that part of the building. Yeah. And so they found that that area actually was very luxurious because it had been recently It was rebuilt. new. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, um, richer patients were living in that area. Of course. Um, that's the fourth floor and... You can tell that the fourth floor is newer yeah. and rebuilt. It is yeah. in much nicer condition um, than the rest of the building even yeah, still it's today. very nice comparatively. And even today. Um, the floors are wildly crooked, but that's a different <laughs> issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, it starts to get a lot of negative press in the yeah. 30s and 40s. Um, it gets really, by the 50s, it's really, really overcrowded. And so that starts to be a problem too. Um, let's take a minute to talk about some of the procedures and treatments. um treatments that were used in this building big old trigger warning here yeah folks. it's i hate this yeah, but you know so there are some ones that you hear a lot stuff like bloodletting right like yeah everybody Classic. and their mother loved bloodletting um they would do insulin coma therapy seclusion cells yeah. for violent patients um ice water baths electroshock therapy Ugh. Uh, and then one of the big ones was lobotomies. Yeah. Okay. So, lobotomies. I, fun fact about me, hate lobotomies. Well, yeah. They freak me I, out. I mean, I don't know right. who likes them. Right. But they <laughs> freak me out in a way that it's most awful. other medical procedures don't. I'm with you. Um, It gets in your, like, it's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. When we get to, after talking about the history and we talk a little bit about our experiences experience. as being there, I'm yeah. going to wrap back around a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But, um, I'm getting the headache right now. I hate it. I hate <laughs> okay. Um, so, there is something called the um, West Virginia Lobotomy Project, mm-hmm. um, which sucks really bad. Really bad. Um And so I'm going to read a little bit of information I found from, like, a report on the West Virginia Lobotomy Project. Um, And it talks about the general thing and then a little about specifically in West End. So the first lobotomy in West Virginia was performed in January of 1948. And um, until 1952, there was, like... An average number of surgeries, generally, performed in West Virginia. But in the summer of 1952... There was this insane rise in surgeries performed in the state because yeah. this guy, Walter Freeman, who oh, he's the sucks, worst. The worst. Um, launched this thing called the West Virginia Lobotomy Project with the consent of the state board of control, by the way. Yeah. Um, Hadn't he done it somewhere else before? So he learned the process from 
I can't remember where. This there, guy in Latin America. I can't remember specifically yeah. where this dude was from, but he learned about this process and then he changed it. Um, right. I'm it going worse. to give a very brief description of the type that mm-hmm. he gave, and I'm not going to get more into it because it's really, yeah, it's nasty. really nasty. It's basically you put something sharp up the person's eye next to their eye, and then Ugh. the goal is to sever yeah. the part of the brain that connects thinking and emotion essentially oh, so every gross. single person in the room just cringed it's, it's so bad it's um but i felt that it was important to understand what was happening yeah, it, right well yeah ugh. um the pur- purpose of the project is, was to examine the effectiveness of lobotomy by comparing lobotomized patients with matched individuals who had not been lobotomized so they were experimenting on humans. yes beings. they were and yep. the people that they were experimenting on were people in mental hospitals and uh, the, if they had determined that those people might, quote-unquote, need mm-hmm. a lobotomy, they were probably not in a mental position to consent to yes, such a Yes, absolutely. Um, I thought this quote was really interesting. Why West Virginians were targeted is not clear, but it was likely a combination of an available patient population, mm-hmm. a sympathetic and financially burdened state government, mm-hmm. proximity to Freeman's home base in Washington, D.C., and prohibitions by other states limiting the operation scope. Right. So, between 1952 and 1955, 787 West Virginians were lobotomized at four state mental hospitals of the area. Huntington, Spencer, Lakin, and Weston. And Weston was one of the biggest Because it had the biggest population. And a massive population. And it had, like, the most, how do I put this, um, conducive environment. Mm -hmm. They were set up already Mm -hmm. to be able to... Care do, for the patients after the Yeah, and surgery. to do procedures that intense. Yes. Um, although, it wasn't very intense because they just didn't. No, but they had yeah. medical equipment yes, and stuff yeah. already. They were kind of set yeah. up for that. Um, more than 100 people had the surgery before 1952, meaning approximately 900 state residents in total had it. Um, the largest number per capita of any U.S. state. Many of the patients... They're always... I'll tell you what... They're always exploiting West Virginia. It's true. Many of the patients never consented to the surgery. Right. Um, The procedure's effectiveness was doubtful, despite Freeman's claims to the contrary. It wasn't. Um, When you visit the hospital now, um, when you go to the asylum, when you go on the ghost tour, they take you through the lobotomy ward. Um, I get the exact same headache every time I go. Um, From the um, low, my temple to the back of my head. I get the same one every single time. I hate it there. I hate it. Um, but they, in the time, in the time that we've been visiting, which has only been, I don't know, a few years since I've been in college, um, they have really done a lot of their own research and gotten information about the West Virginia Lobotomy Project, and they now do a very in-depth, um, portion of the tour where they talk about it, and it's really, really well done. Um, but a lot of people at, um, Weston received the surgery. It was... Uh, because it was so overcrowded um, and understaffed. And the procedure left people, you know, just... Catatonic. Catatonic, yeah. Um, and so it was easier to deal with the overpopulated um, people when they were just sitting on a bed all day. Um, it sucks, Horrible. but it is accurate. It's true. Um, it is part of the very sad story of that building. Yeah. It is not the only terrible medical procedure that went on there, but it is one and of the worst. And it's not the only place that it happened. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it is, is absolutely one of the worst. And I just, I did also find it really interesting that it was like the hub of that West yeah. Virginia lobotomy project. People don't know that that was a thing that happened. No, we don't um, learn that much is about a, it. That is a really... They don't really teach it to the eighth graders in West Virginia history class No, they do so not. Much. Um... <laughs> 
But, like, it's just, it, it is a little-known thing that happened in the first place, despite that yeah. guy being very famous for him um, yeah, he was popularizing famous. that yeah. procedure. Um, if you've heard it called an ice pick lobotomy, that's what we're that's talking what about. Is, yeah. um, this was his procedure. Yeah. In 1960, a bigger medical center and morgue are built. So this is when that yeah. joins the, you know, area. Uh, overcrowding becomes a major problem again in the 80s. So it was bad in the... Mm-hmm. Um, 50s, 50s. 40s, it went down 50s. a little bit but by the 80s i think they ended up getting back up to like 2400 that's patients bonkers. yeah um another charleston gazette article exposes the poor conditions and brings more negative press back to the asylum um and that just continues for several years the building is placed on the national registry of historic places in 1990 mm-hmm. um but then the weston state hospital officially closes in may of 1994 right that's a long time. Yes. Yeah, 1864 is when the first patients I mean, came in. It closed after I was born. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, so um the locals here? Yeah. Everyone knows somebody who either went there or worked, worked there. there. Yeah. Um at, at my college cuz it's yeah. right down the road. Also mine. Um yep. <laughs> right down the road, there are I know people who did their nursing clinical placements in the yeah, Western that's right. Hospital. That's right. They did some of their uh, um, rotations. Yep. Over there. I know people who worked there. Um, anybody in this town knows somebody. Yep. Um, who worked there? Uh, because it was open for so long. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's wild. It's and it was wild. like a stable place to work. Mm-hmm. Yep. For the area. Yeah. The yeah. Eighteen sixty four to nineteen ninety four. Yeah. So over a hundred years, it was open and and functional. Yeah. Um, there's no official death count for the asylum. I found this quote that said, Weston State Hospital expert and historian Titus Swan estimates the number to be in or above the five-figure range. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, they had so many people in there. And again, they were open for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were receiving end-of-life care there. Yes, they were. So that's not Not all of it is, like, dramatic and violent. Some of it is. Not all of it is dramatic and violent. It just... Many people just lived there until they they died. It had a TB ward, right? Like, people were unwell in this building. Right. Yeah. Um, after it closed, there were attempts to do a couple of, like, museums in that building. So there was, like, a military history museum, a toy museum, and then a, a toy mental... toy museum yeah, and a mental hospital. Yeah. And then a mental health museum that were all opened on the first floor of the main building um, in 2004, but they were forced to close because of fire code violations. <laughs> right. And then the hospital is auctioned by the West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources on August 29th, 2007. Right. A guy named Joe Jordan who was an asbestos demolition contractor from Morgantown, huh. um, pays $1.5 million wow. for the building. Um, at the time he purchased it, it was 242 square feet. Seems like they could have gotten more for it. Or 242,000, sorry, yeah. In 2000, what did you say, seven? It seems like yeah. they could have gotten more for that building. Well, it was in, <laughs> it was in pretty severe disrepair I know, but at it's that point. historical yeah. and massive. Mm-hmm. Um. In October 2007, they have a fall fest at the oh, Weston yeah. State Hospital. Um, they did guided historic and paranormal daytime tours and ghost hunts in the evening, and it has been operating as a tourist attraction ever since. Right. Um, they are actively working on um, rebuilding and maintaining parts of the building now. All of yeah, the all money the tours, goes into yeah. um, the 
upkeep of the building and the restoration of the building. And the employees, um, of course. Yes, of course, yeah. yeah. Today, the main building holds a museum dedicated to the history of the building, the treatments, and the patients. So, um... The way that it works is the first floor, they have a whole wing of the first floor set aside to be a history of mental health and treatment in the building. So it talks about, like, the ice baths and, like, all that other kind of stuff. That's where all the, like, mannequins and stuff are, and I don't like it. I hate them. They have them, like, in the rooms, and you kind of, while you're walking down the hall... You're, like, not thinking about it. And you're like, oh my god, is there a person in that bed? (laughs) Because it really looks like it. Yeah. Just be aware. Uh Um, I also really like they have a whole section that is patient art um, because art therapy was a big thing there. Um, And so you can see the art of the patients that were there in that. Toward the end of the time it was open, I think. Yep. In that little area, they have all of that saved. And then the building is split. They have part of the building that is dedicated to history tours and part that is dedicated to paranormal Paranormal tours. And in the history tour section of the building, they have restored and redecorated parts of the building to be different eras. So right. there's an era area that is Civil War era, and then there's one that is for, like, the 40s when it was, yeah, like, kind overcrowded. Yeah, you move and... through history as you go up the floor, yes. basically. Yeah, um, they're very carefully redecorated. Sorry. <laughs> um, and it's, it's very interesting. We have taken... Both the historic and paranormal tours. Mm-hmm. They have shorter and longer tours. We've done the big paranormal tours several times. I've only done it once. Um, I've done but you've it, done it several times. Four or five times at yeah. this point. I've gone several times. I think I've only done the historic tour once. once. We did it together. With you. Yeah, I would do it again. I want to hear, you yeah. know. Because they, they're updating it as they learn more stuff. Right, They always yeah. are adding more information. Um, and it's cool to go through the rooms. Like, I think one of them they had decorated to look like the office of like the head doctor mm-hmm. or something and they had like the cabinet with all the different like medicines and stuff quote, yeah it was all fake obviously and that was kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah it was it was really cool it's a very that. well done facility um, it is yeah they treat the entire thing with a lot of it's respect not, it's not very cheesy no. I mean, the mannequins on the first floor are a little cheesy, but that's just because yeah. they're mannequins. Yeah. But the rest of it, it's not really. It is. I think it is one of the most well done. I've been to a lot of, you know, haunted oh, yeah. historic places, um, especially ones you see all the time, you know, ones that are about, like, um, hospitals, mental health yeah. facilities, whatever, yeah. and often they are not well done. Um, this one is done with a lot of care. There is a, a lot of reverence for the history of yeah. um, the actual care for um mental health there's a lot of stuff about dorothea Dix, like we were saying and she is really well loved for that exact reason um they put very accurate and updated information and language in there yeah um yeah i would not frequent it as much as i do if i didn't think that it was really Agreed, do- it was yeah. done with a lot of care yeah. um but yeah that's that is the transalligany lunatic asylum love it there yeah um so, because, you know, because it's a spooky month, I'm not just talking about an old, sad building. Um, <laughs> we thought we would also talk just a little bit about the... the um, Some of the stories of the, the hauntings. St- stories of the hauntings, yes. Um, yeah, and... it's a heavily haunted building. Oh, yeah. Well, if the death counts in the five-figure range, yeah. you're going to assume as much. Right. And the cemetery is on site. Yeah. So all those folks are still there. Yeah. Um, we be- yeah, we have been on several paranormal tours. There's also lots of, like, famous stories mm-hmm. about um, haunting. So, like, there is a room, I can't remember what floor it's on, um, but that is said to be the room of a nine-year-old patient named Lily. Yep. Um, and it is full of toys. 
because she will play, play with the with toys, the toys. Mm-hmm. um and with people who are in there i have <laughs> sawyer and i went once oh my gosh and there were these two tweens um <laughs> who had an instagram filter that showed when there were figures you know what i mean like mm. the little stick figure things but it was like not an actual piece of equipment or app. app it was yeah. it was literally an instagram filter Whoa. um so they were just walking around with it right oh my god look there's something there there's something there they were very sweet but oh my god <laughs> um and they were in that room and they were like trying to get the girl to play with them and they were like walking around whatever with the phone and they left and nothing was happening but they were going oh my god oh my god they left and Sawyer and I went in and we were rolling the ball and the ball was rolling back to us yeah. so like Sawyer and I were having a moment I think I saw Lily when we went yeah. there I think she's on the second floor maybe it is either the second or, or the, the fourth f- yeah. I can't remember which but I I, I definitely saw her yeah. when we were there um, but Sawyer and I were like playing with Playing with Lily. Yeah. Like, we were rolling the ball. She was rolling the ball back to us. We were hanging out. Didn't see anything, but, like, we were hanging out. Yeah. The girls came back in. The second they walked back in the room, stopped. ball stopped. She was she like, not I'm like them. done. Yeah. She was over it. <laughs> um, One of the gorier stories, but one that you Ooh. hear a lot, is that they there were these two guys that oh. were mad at this dude. They tried to... I did not, like... I, okay. I, I think they like tried it. to hang him and he didn't die so then they like hit him with the bedpost or something like with that with the bed frame yeah with the bed frame that's what it was um so that guy is definitely still around um i did not like being in that room. no i hate that room i really felt sick in that room yeah oh yeah because the guys sick. were so violent you yeah. know like um there is a story of a nurse that went missing for a few days and yeah. then they found her body like in an unused staircase she's yeah. said to still hang around um they're oh on one floor there's this thing called the creeper that I hate. I don't like um, it. It is just, it's not that it's violent, it's that it's very sad. Um, yeah. This, like, it's, it's it only just... ever appears as, like, a shadow figure, it's and it's, it's very uncomfortable. Uh, my favorite. Oh, your dude. Up on the fourth floor, there are, t- there are three dudes on the fourth floor that are my bros. Um, <laughs> so there's a guy who, um, it's... Billy John or something yeah, like that. Something it's like, like a, that. It's, it's a like name two like that. Yeah, standard first um, names for a man. But he's got this closet in his room. Yeah, I didn't like. I you, didn't like this room. I was vibing though. You we, were, we were chilling. I hated it. Yeah. Um. There, if you go in there and you like leave him a little gift, he yeah. will like move stuff around or like talk to you or whatever. And I was carrying um an EMF. Is that what I had that time? That was before you were carrying it. What happened when we went in there is that you walked, you beelined over to where his bed used to be yeah and that's where he died and he that's the where window. he died yeah. and you didn't know it you walked right over yeah there. i just went with the our, the guys there will let you wander around the space you know whatever so i just walked over there and then we went the guy said let's all go down to this room no no, no. he said do you want to go does anyone want to go in the closet yeah because he said sometimes people will go in the closet and, and they'll like hear him, they'll hear him and you went yeah and i said no <laughs> and you sat in there in the dark yeah that was not for me but then the you gu- had then you had an EMF and everywhere we went on other floors it would start going off like yeah. he had he was following follow, me. yeah yeah he had we were besties and then in um, the other side of that floor there's a room where there's these two guys and they're oh, yeah. like real a holes kind of guys yeah that's right um and you can leave them like cigarettes or whatever and they'll like yeah that's the other thing when you're walking around on the paranormal side you will see like cigarettes just sitting around like full packs or sometimes just a few on their own or you'll see like 
candy or candy mm-hmm. bar wrappers. Because people will leave them out. Yeah, because people leave them out mm-hmm. to try to get them to communicate with them. Yeah. And people on the, it's mostly people on the flashlight tours, I yes. think, that bring or, or the overnight tours. Yeah, or the yeah. overnight tours. Um, but these guys, you know, there are these two guys and they, like, will, like, trade cigarettes and, like, play cards or whatever. Yeah. But they're really, like, rude. Um... Yes. In crass. Um, and I had a friend who went on one of these tours and she was taking pictures, right? Mm-hmm. And she took a live photo and didn't realize it was a live photo. Oh, and yeah. if you don't know this, live photos record audio. And she was back home looking over her pictures and she saw this picture that she took accidentally in this room. When she held down on it, it yelled the F word. <laughs> and she said, not a single person was in the talking. room was talking. But that record, it's weird. That's I've seen wild. it. It freaked me out. That's it was wild. wild. Um, I had my hair pulled by the ghosts in the bathroom. Bathroom. On the boys' floor. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, every time I go into the lobotomy ward, I get the exact same headache. I, I got it the first time when we walked in there before they told us where we yeah. were. Um, and I get it. It comes back every single time we yeah. go. I have been on that tour. I get incredibly lightheaded every time I walk into the building, and I think I'm going to pass out. It takes me a little while to acclimate. Mm-hmm. And then every time we go to the geriatric floor, my back starts hurting. Which, yeah. again, happened before they told me that's what it was. Yeah. 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 I don't it's know. It's a fascinating place. It's really cool. They do a big haunted house um, at Halloween, and that is kind of it's cheesy. Yeah, but they but they cheesy, don't do it. They don't do like making fun of mental no, patients. No, 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 no. Haunted house, it's like zombies and stuff. It's like goofy. Yeah, yeah, they usually have a theme. They do or like something. a zombie paintball. Yeah, you know, like and it makes them good money, and they use all that money for the restoration, so right. it's like worth it. Yeah, and um, it's like the only time, at least unless they have opened that other wing, it was the only time you would ever get to go in there. Yeah, is if you went to the haunted yeah. house. They do a drag ball. Yeah, there. they do. Um, I, actually, I saw this come up on my TikTok the other day. Was somebody was there for the hearse show? They do like like a car show, but sure. it's a hearse show uh, as part of the fall fest stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that it's it's, a, it's such a cool place. Um, sad place, very but it's sad. really cool. Um, and they are just taking. I really like that they are taking such good care of that building. They're trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they they do really good work. I have a kid whose mom works there this year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's just cool. I, I love the I love the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. I yeah. go frequently. Good um, topic. Yeah, it's a very very cool place. Yeah. If you are ever down this way, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. Place to stop. It is. I know. I, one I, of the strangest places you'll see in West Virginia. There is not a place in this state that looks like it. Yeah, and if you're looking for cool haunted stuff, like I, everybody, if you're coming to West Virginia, the one you probably know is Moundsville. Which is rightfully so a great place to visit. Famously haunted, a lot of violent prisoners there. Like, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. But this is another really cool. If you're looking for another really interesting haunted location, it's really cool. If you come in the fall, just be aware it will be very crowded and yeah. very busy. But like the first um, time we went on a tour, it was like the middle of August. And we went in the middle of the day too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we still want like crazy activity. Just we did. Yeah, going in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so really cool place. Good topic, Amanda. Thanks. Alright. Spooky season. We're in it. We're in it. Um, so we'll continue our Appalachian theme next time. I think we're going to be talking about the Greenbrier Ghost. So look forward to that. Mm -hmm. And then the holiday season will be closing in on us. Yeah. That quickly approaching. I know. So, um, if anybody has any topic suggestions they'd like to to cover in the coming months, um, you can email us at rememberthatpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on 
not Twitter. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at RTTPod. We're also on threads because we're really cool. Um, and we're also on Facebook if you want to find us there. Um, and if you would like to find me on the internet, I am at the real Anna Webb. And I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. What a cozy little recording. Little fall recording for our spooky season. We'll we do love it again it. next time. Yeah. Yay! Yay! All right, well, until next time. Remember that time.